evening and welcome to our FA Cup special of Football Bloody Hell. And on the show tonight we've got Dame Hilda Pryor. Old stager recovering from a, a new knee, Mr. Paul Thorpe. I shall chip in with a few words of wisdom. And from Yeovil Town, we've got Kevin Gall. Representing Wrexham, we've got the club captain, Mr. Ben Tozer, who, by a coincidence, used to play for Yeovil Town. And unfortunately, we were hoping to have Mickey Thomas, but he's had to cry off. He's been whisked off to Dubai to work for Manchester United, which is a disappointment, but these things happen in radio. So let's all settle down and start looking forward to the big FA Cup tie on Sunday afternoon. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. But this week we've got a slightly different show in that uh, we're concentrating on one game. Well, two games, I suppose to say. One in the future, one in the past. And uh, our guests are two players that have participated in both of those games. First of all, we've got Ben Tozer, who's the captain, club captain of Wrexham. Hi, Ben. Yeah, good, yeah. All good. Good. And uh, we've also got one of the goal scorers from the, the original game in 2003 between Wrexham and Yeovletown, Kevin Gall. Hi, Kev. Hi, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm, yeah, stressed, mate, stressed. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of 2003 as well. Yeah, yeah, well, you're getting old like yeah. I am, mate. Yeah, That's the getting, thing. definitely getting old now. <laughs> yeah, mate. you're definitely getting old. So, uh -oh. Ah, Thorpey's back. And uh, our fourth guest, third guest, I should say, is... Uh, Ex-Yovertown's uh, centre-half... What's wrong with your face, Paul? Well, I don't know. What's happened to that? It's, it's looking... Right, so, so, Toby's a bit older than me as well, hey, so I'm all right. Yeah, you are, you are, <laughs> Kev. Anyway... How are you, mate? You OK? Not too bad, thank you. So I'm doing all right. I'm just... Uh, a late November, it's called, I think. Is it? Yeah. But, um, well, anyway, Paul Thorpe has also joined us, so welcome, Paul. And uh, the whole object of the exercise this evening is we're going to talk about uh, 2003, first of all, when Yeovletown beat Wrexham, sorry Ben, and it was 4-1, but you weren't participating on that particular occasion uh, for either side, I don't think, were you? You were probably still at Newcastle then, were you, 2003? Still, I feel a bit older. Yeah, um, so uh, but let's talk about it. I mean, it was, it was on the TV, it was... Uh, an unexpected result, I would think, because we were Yeovil were just in the first year of uh, League Two, and Wrexham were, were Wrexham really, and you know, cup giant killers in the in the day. Um, what can you remember about it, Kev? Um, a lot. <laughs> well, come a, on then. It was a good listen. It was a good game for me because I was sort of 
um, obviously playing for Wales in the 21s at the time. Um, so obviously Wrexham was a was has always really been quite a sort of a close club um, for myself. Um, obviously coming from South Wales, there's only really sort of you know there's only very few sort of teams you know out of Wales that sort of. Uh, you know the sort of that everybody knows about. So Wrexham um, was was obviously one of them. So a lot of the the guys that I was sort of playing for Wales in the twenty ones with a couple of them played for Wrexham at the time. So um, and I always remember big Dennis Lawrence and uh, and and Brian Carey uh, being centre halves. And listen, I was only five foot nine, and they were a lot bigger than me. So um, it was a bit of a game against them too. But um, no, I think it was for for us. I think it was sort of anything with the FA Cup. Yeovil were obviously always branded as the, you know, the giant killers and stuff like that. So obviously, when you when you had a t- you know, a game against similar opposition, it was always a tough. It was always a tough game. Um, and obviously, this and Wrexham had Wrexham had some really good players um, at that year. Um, and for me, like I say, it was a tough game to go into. But we seemed to. We seemed to ride it quite well, and I remember obviously Jono set my goal up, and um, yeah, it was uh, like you say, it was memorable. It was on the telly, and it was always nice to score on the telly. And uh, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good result for us, and uh, like I say, it was a tough game against Wrexham. It was always a tough game against Wrexham. Um, and listen, every time I've played, you know, against a Wrexham team, it's always been a tough game. Um, and obviously, I managed to. To play for Wrexham myself uh, for a short stint when Dean Saunders was manager, um, and Brian Carey was assistant manager. So it's sort of you know it's one of them that's on my CV that's you know I've sort of played against and and for Wrexham. So it's always been a club, you know, being the Welsh connection and stuff has always been a sort of a, an interesting club for me really. Ben, has there been much interest in in Wrexham uh, once the draw has been made? Obviously, with reference to this particular game in two thousand three. Too much uh, read the papers and, and stuff like that. Kind of stay I'm sure to it there'll be plenty. Your your um, yeah. microphone or whatever is, is a bit iffy. I think something's not quite right. You're you're breaking in and out. You've got a hammer. Is that any better? Yeah, yeah, I can hear. Be, I can hear you now. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Uh, yeah, to be, to be honest with you, I'm not someone who kind of reads the newspapers and reads the news and, and does. You know, I kind of try and stay away from it, positive or negative, in terms of myself anyway. So, leading into games and things like that, I don't tend to read too much into it, apart from analysis on the opposition and things like that. So, yeah, I think this week there's going to be plenty talked about about the the history of that, and not only. Not only that, we pride ourselves on, you know, a working class town and we and we want to go far in this competition. We've done well in it last year, which has kind of made us even more hungry to do well in it this year and, and moving forward. So so I don't think it's anything we'll be looking to take lightly. No, I think what the club have done, Wrexham, Ben, yourself, you, you'll see the players you've got and what the club have done now, is, it's fantastic, you know, to see what where the club's going in the right direction and where it should be. I remember playing at Wrexham and, you know, sort of the club was sort of struggling a little bit and, you know, not getting paid wages and this, that and everything. And, you know, it was a bit of a, it was a, it was a sort of testing time really for the club. But 
I think what the the club have done has been fantastic, really. So, and I'm sure it's probably a good part, a, a, a good sort of time to be a part of that for you. Thorpe, yeah, you, it's a great time to be a part of it. Yeah, without a doubt. Thorpe, you Sorry. were you were playing for Yeovil in those days, but can you remember much about this game? Um, no, I just uh, the, the the right ups obviously keeping an eye on all the scores. Um, you know, so uh, it was just interesting, you know, to sort of like read the write-up when I when I did. Can't remember too much about that, but um, you know, I always kept a, a, an eye on the teams, and especially uh, with Gawley obviously being here tonight, I was was quite fascinated by his his, uh, his the way he played and the way he scored goals. So um, it was nice to see him on the score sheet that day as well. I was I was looking at the um, YouTube footage of the, of the game uh, this afternoon and. I noticed it was it was very you know skillful. I would have said that the, the way when you got onto the header, Kev, you managed to send the goalkeeper the wrong way. I think it's probably my only header I ever scored. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but yeah. no, it's um, yeah, no, it's listen. I just headed it back from the way the ball came, and I think you sort of get taught that as a as as, as a striker. And uh, you know, I think Jonna did well to. Um, I think to be honest, I think it was. It was bad defending from Dennis Lawrence to start with, where Jono skipped past him. And um, I was doing my B license with Dennis Lawrence last year, and he was one of the educators. And I definitely did remind him of the, of that game and uh, I'm making a mistake. <laughs> he he was actually you. going through all the tactics and stuff like that on the B license. And I yeah. made a joke, Dennis, if you you defend like this, you shouldn't be allowed to teach us on the B license. So that was a bit of a joke that uh, that we had, but. Um, yeah, listen. It was uh, it was great to get on the score sheet, and um, it, it, to be honest, like I say, it was just a pleasure to play in that Yeovil team. To be honest, because I think Toby will tell you as well the the sort of togetherness that we had, and yeah. I'm sure Ben's I'm sure Ben's played in teams, and 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 hopefully the the team you know the team he's playing in now that the togetherness and stuff like that goes such a such a long way. You know, I think if you've got you've got a good team spirit and you've got a group of lads that are willing to work together and a group of lads that even if you're not playing, you're on the bench or you're in the stand, you know, they're there to support you and still want to do things around the town. And I say Yeovil Wrexham's quite similar as in working, you know, working class town and everybody sort of comes together. Um, I think what we had with, with Gary Johnson was, was, was something, was some special for me anyway, something that, uh, you know, the, the you never forget, and I think that togetherness we had. I mean, Thorpe, I remember a lot of time seeing you all the time around town and around in the games and stuff. And you mm. know, for us, ex players coming back to then watch the game in Yeovil was was important for us. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a good time to play for the club, and it's nice to see. Listen, it's not really where the club want to be um, in the Conference South right now, but listen, they're doing really well this year and. You know, it's nice to see them sort of back on the rise again a little bit. So hopefully they can get back to where you know where they want to be. Ben, you you played for Yeovil, obviously. Um, what can you remember about your time with Yeovil? Um, oh, it was a it was a strange one, really. I mean, I signed, I was injured. I didn't play the first game until maybe October, November. And Sturrock, who had given my chance at Swindon, my first ever pro, uh, professional game, professional start was the manager and I felt like I owed it to him to, to come to Yeovil and, and try and repay him. Unfortunately, it never worked out with him because he, he ended up getting the sack quite soon. 
and he, I don't think he was particularly well, which was hard to see as well. Mm. But I mean, the club was in a bit of turmoil. We'd just gone down to League Two. We were struggling in League Two early on, and then um, we kind of, as uh, Kev was saying, then we 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 galvanised as a team. Darren Way was the manager, and, and really got a proper team spirit going. And we and we we went on a fairly good run, and, and we done well. We had some good players, and in fact, I remember I remember scoring a winner actually for. Yeovil in the FA Cup, I think it was against Stevenage at home, mm-hmm. which which was nice because in, in my eyes I'd signed I'd signed that I was injured. The club paid for an operation for me, and I managed to score that goal, which earned the club a few quid to mm-hmm. in my eyes to pay the pay the money back for the injury. So um, so yeah, and then you know my time at the end was a bit frustrating. I thought I'd verbally agreed to to stay at the club. Um, that hadn't been the case. I came back for pre-season expecting to kind of sign on the dotted line and um, the contract wasn't there. So, you know, for me, it was kind of time to, to shake hands and move on. And um, yeah, that's when, that's when obviously I left the club. But it's a nice, it's a nice club and a nice town. And, and sometimes it gets labelled as, you know, a lot of yoga, really, um, which is can work in their favour. If, if the club can use that in their favour in, in games like what we're going to play on Sunday and, and, and moving forward, then that's something that can galvanise any team, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, I'm sure Mark Cooper will be watching this when it goes up, or listening to it, I should say. So you better yeah. be careful what you say. You might be giving no, him too no, many course, ideas. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what it got labelled as when I was there. It's, yeah. it's well, it's always little been little, little old yoga, you're right. I mean, it's yeah, for, And that's the thing, yeah. I you remember they, they had a they had a, a big flag uh, going back a few years now, but with with little old Yeovil on it when when we were especially yeah. we were in, in FA Cup games and what have you. So it, it certainly stuck, that's for sure. But but tell me something about this long throw reputation that you've got. I mean, first of all, have you have you, have you scored or conjured up many goals from it, or you know is it is it sort of two two moves away, so to speak? H, listen, he's got a bit more than a long throw. <laughs> I know he has, but that's what he's known for, isn't it? Is 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 his long throw. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind being labelled a long throw. That's absolutely fine. Listen, it's a, it's a weapon. It's it's brilliant. It's great to have. It's more accurate than a corner. I mean, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. It's just relaying that message when I get the ball because you just get a feel for where where it's going to go. You know, whether it's you know, there's certain aspects that come into play to allow me to throw it further at times than, than, than not. But, yeah, my first season here, I think uh, we created over over 10 goals, maybe 14 goals from it. Really? Last season, not quite as many. And, um, yeah, I've had a couple of own goals off it. And, it's yeah, it's, it's been... We, we scored not directly from it on Tuesday night, but we did score... Not even second or third phase, but a couple of people got t- touches. Then it, the tap in off the back of it. So, you know, it's nice to have, and, and I feel like it, it strikes fear into defenders. No one wants to defend a throw in. Like it's, you know, because sometimes I can loop it or I can throw it, throw it flat. So it's nice to kind of mix it up as well because defenders get used to where it's going to go, and then you just throw a loopy one in or a flat one in, and yeah, it just it just it comes into play and um, it causes havoc really. Which is nice. I love it. <laughs> I'm I sure you do. I remember Challoner for uh, for Tramia. Yeah. Same thing, you know. And he, he and listen, he, he did a lot more in his career than. But that that was going into a game. It was one thing that you know 
you, it was always talked about. Listen, they get a throw in, it's going to come straight in the box. Yeah. And it, 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 it is hard to defend sometimes. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. How many... I love the banter that comes with it as well. Whenever I pick the ball up in front of the away fans, yeah. they give me a bit of stick and, yeah. oh, it's brilliant. I love it. It kind of gets me going as well. It's, it's nice because, you know, I've been on the terrace as a kid and you love giving the fans, the players a little bit and that's just, just part and part of, part and parcel oh. of football, isn't it? So it's great. I love it. How much time do you spend practising it? I don't. I don't spend any now. We did no. a couple on, on a Friday. Yeah, and that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but yeah, we we have a few set set to, uh, routines and um, yeah, off you go. To be honest with you, Darren Way looked after me a bit at Yeovil because I'd had that knee operation. Um, I didn't really take many, mm. and you know, I, don't, I think he wanted to be labelled as a bit more of a, a footballing team and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it kind of looked after me for that year, not having to take many or any throw-ins. So so it was great, really. It's, it's, it's funny because, listen, and I'll tell, it might be a lot of people have a wrong thing to say, but Daz got a lot of stick, you know, when he, at his time as manager at, uh, at Yeovil. And I think a lot of people forgot about what Daz did for the club as a player. Yeah. You know, and listen, I still speak to Daz all the time. He's a great lad and playing with him, you know, for three years for me, him and Jono in midfield were key to our success. And Daz is such a, uh, you know, a sort of, listen, he's very full on, but he's full on in in a good way. I think that he's you know yeah, he's yeah. really you know he's really extreme about you know what he what he wants to do and what he likes to do. And yes, listen, I know certain aspects of of his managerial side maybe sort of you know I say maybe done a bit differently or whatever. And I'm sure he, he he'll agree with that. But I think that you know he did get a lot of stick you know for for his time as as manager and stuff. And I, and, and I'm not sure people really understood the real Daz. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing for him, and that's why I agreed to stay. Verbally, we'd agreed everything, and I went away for the summer, and, and I really enjoyed it—the togetherness he created, yeah. even the way that we played football. And, and his his um, tactically, I thought it was it was brilliant. You know, he would show you visually on a TV screen. Um, this is what I want you to do in training today. This is what we're going to work on. Bang! You go out on the training pitch, and that's what you'd work on. And I mean, his hands were a bit tired at the club at that time. Um, Financially and probably more so than that. So, yeah, I think he got a bit of stick, um, a bit too much stick, and, and the way that like it was, it almost felt like he was handed out of the club. Um, yeah. Looking at it from afar, that is, I don't know the actual wins and outs of it. If I'm being honest with you, but um, yeah, and the one thing you can't you can't deny is his passion and his yeah. you know his yeah. love for the game. And he's an intense guy, which yeah, he is. That's that's how you have to be. Uh, ben, to be honest, like I say, I mean, you look back at the three lads that I played with, you know, Lee Johnson, Darren Way, Nathan Jones, they're all really intense guys. They're, yeah. they're they are, but they're intense guys in a good way. I, I, listen, I don't see that as a bad thing because, you know, listen, I, I'm doing my coaching licenses and I'm doing my A licence next week. And, you know, you have, I think if, if that's what you want to do, you have to be, you have to get people to buy into it and stuff, I think. You know, and yeah. I think that, Listen, every manager, every coach coaches differently and manages differently. But I think that the three lads that I played with, you know, I know they're intense. But I think that that, you know, that gets the best out of people sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, do, I know I said it a few times, you know, when I was doing the game for Adam Stansfield, that, you know, Daz was worried about coming back to the club and playing in the game or being there. And, you know, because of some of the stick and, 
what Daz did for Yeovil as a player was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I just think that sometimes, you know, it gets overlooked a little bit, really. So it's nice to hear that, you know, that you playing for, actually playing for Daz, you know, as a, as a player, you know, you yeah. enjoyed it. It's nice to hear. Not only that, you forget how long he stuck around in yeah. the shadows as well as a coach. Yeah. Uh, not only learning his trade, but, you know, he was he was there, he was fully committed. I've seen him as, what was he when I was there? And the story was the first team coach because Skiver was yeah. the assistant manager. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he, every day was wholehearted. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think also everybody's got to remember that where the club was at that time and you did it on the nail really like I mean those guys Skivo and and Daz had a really hard time but it was also their first managerial experience and um, yeah. it's an experience that will take them to the next level when they go maybe go back into it yeah. you know and I think that Skivo would have definitely um, benefited from that and I think Darren, Darren would have definitely benefited from it but um Stop. Toby, yeah. I think I think they all have. I think that yeah. Yeovil's a club where it will give people opportunities, Absolutely. whether that's playing or managing. And and listen, I know they've gone for a bit more experience this time with with Coops. And listen, I think Mark's done a great job. You know, listen, he struggled last year, and you know, I think that he's turned it around this year. Um, I think he not... struggled last year, Kev, but well, because of the well, circumstances, we all... it was just yeah, unbelievable. We all know what... Yeah, we all know. What... On with the club last year with uh, with the owner and the situation because listen yeah, we exactly. were we were entangled in it you know playing a bloody you know charity yeah. match for yeah. a player played and you know listen there was there was lots of stuff that nobody knows about and it doesn't really need to be talked about but it's a club that will give people chances and I, and I think that all the lads that have gone on you know even Paul Terry at Leighton Orient now is doing really well yeah. you know even yeah. people that have been involved in the you know in the club in in some some way shape or form and they've had that coaching chance they, they've gone on and you know they're doing well so I thought you're right you know the club has held people on and off the field really so it's you know we, we just have to remember that I think they all have to remember what a great job those guys did under pressure you know yeah. what I mean and uh, they never they never shirked away from their responsibilities and um, yeah. keep just keeping them in 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 where they were I think that shows dividends of, of their success in a way of yeah. uh, in the club where they were at the time with yeah. all those difficulties behind the scenes. Yeah. It definitely benefits geographically from where it is as well because there's not it's much in is there? You can attract what they used to do when they went up to, before they went to the championship was get quality loans in from Premier League or championship clubs who would come down there and just solely concentrate on their football. Yeah. Um, and really get to well, you see a lot of players have gone gone down there helped the club and it's helped them and they've gone and kicked on in their career as well yeah there's yeah. been a lot of players that have gone down there yeah, yeah. or and people like that you know like, the players here there's so many you know that, that have that have gone down and played at the club and then kicked on and, and gone elsewhere you know it's it's listen Yeovil gave me an opportunity Ben when you know, I'd, I'd literally just left Newcastle United there for six years, seven years. You know, went to Bristol Rovers for a year and a half. Enjoyed it. Didn't really get on with the manager. He wanted his own team. And then Gary Johnson gave me an opportunity, you know. And so, and that kick-started my whole career again, you know. And I ended up going on and playing, play, playing, you know, a, a lot after that. But so I think that Yeovil, like I say, listen, it's, it's a close club. It's always, you know, a club that I support, a club that I want to do well. And I think when you play for Yeovil... I think you sort of fall 
into that trap of wanting the club to do well. And I think that when Yeovil have struggled, I think that they've always brought players in where players don't really commit to the club. You know, yes, you know, they have to look in at loans and stuff like that. You know, that's a, that's a massive part. But, you know, Gary Johnson, and I don't know what, what it was like for you, Ben, but when Gary Johnson brought us together as a team, he made sure everybody lived in Yeovil. You know, yeah. he wanted everybody to be in the town, be in and around, be a part of it and stuff. And listen, it was tough because, like you say, geographically, it's, I mean, I, listen, I played for Carlisle as well, and that's in the middle of nowhere, but it, <laughs> That's you know that that that's that's where they struggle I think really, um, but yeah listen it's 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 always been a it's always been a good club to play for and and it was the same for when I went to Wrexham uh, Ben to be honest like I say Wrexham you know it was always a club I thought you know what I'd, I'd like to play for Wrexham and you know and 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 sort of got that opportunity it didn't really work out you know with 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 how it went but that's a family club as well that's a real sort of they've got a really you know the the town very similar to Yeovil where everybody you know buys into what you're doing you know and I think that the fan base and the stuff like that is excellent and you know it just it reminds me quite a lot of of, of my time at Yeovil and stuff really. Um, ben tell us a little bit about life working for two Hollywood actors I mean <laughs> f- first off I mean were you at Wrexham before they arrived or did they bring you in? No I was part of what they brought in yeah yeah. So they they were taking the club over in the officially in like the January, and I signed in the the August, so the start of the next season. Right. Okay. Brilliant. The the two owners, I can't speak highly enough of them. I speak about them quite a lot in you know interviews and things like that. But they are exactly what you see is exactly what you get. Um, they they're in it for the for the right reasons. They want to not only enhance the football club, they want to enhance the town the people, they want to enhance everybody's life um, involved with the club. So they're just, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of them. They're, they're involved, but they also understand their kind of place in terms of football. They don't get involved in the wrong way. They get involved in the right way. So, so yeah, they're, they're just, they're, 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 they're an absolute joy to play for, really. You've got, you've got a good manager as well, though, Ben, you know, with Parky. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, he's, he's experienced and I've heard a lot of people, um, you know, with the, with, with the football agency stuff that, you know, that, that, that I do and we look after you and O'Connell, you know, in the same, he says the same thing, you know, that the manager, like you say, you know, he's, everybody enjoys playing for him. It's half yeah. the battle, it really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a good, he's a good bloke as well, which, which helps. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, taking the fact that he is our manager and, and everything else, but the fact that he's a good bloke, yeah, that that always helps. I mean, his recruitment's second to none. He's yeah. got one kind of, you know, like I said before, we're a working class town, and and we first and foremost have to do the kind of nitty gritty bits first um, yeah. before anything else. And and he kind of has us has us doing that and reminds us often that you know this is a working class town. It's the hard work and things. You know, it's, it's all of our performances and what we did last season. It's all based on hard work. The, the people, the fans... You seem, seem to grind out results as well, Ben, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you, you see, you know, you hear about it all the time, but our fans, they go to work, they they spend every penny on coming to watch us play. Yeah. And, you know, as players, we appreciate that. And we kind yeah. of, you know... It's quite incredible. 
It's quite incredible, the uh, the uh, four gates every single week, isn't it? There's guaranteed and there's people fighting for those tickets. And, um, you know, when you sort of see that they're even fighting for the shirts in America, it's just crazy the way it's just... Oh, sorry, it's been, been it's also, Yeah, it's yeah. also been lovely to see that the fact the owners have actually gone and, and remembered that football's a community-based project. And, um, you know, by them buying into the community and... Um, uh, selling their story the way they have, I think it's enhanced the area as well. Not so, just so, the, just not be, for the fans at the moment, but for the next generation of fans as well. Yeah, Toby. To be honest, I think the one thing that Yeovil hasn't done and don't do is that I feel that you know the ex-players of the club, I don't think are involved in the club enough. No. And I and I, and, and and I think that you know you got the likes of. You know Andy Morell, Lee Trundle, and stuff like that who played for Wrexham, who were legends, who were great guys. I played with them myself, and great guys. But they're involved in the club. You know they'll yeah. go places. They're playing in tournaments for Wrexham in America last year, and yeah. they go out and doing stuff. So you know, for me, and, and listen, I appreciate sometimes you know money, money's you know when 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 things are looked after and stuff like that. Things are like that are possible. But Wrexham's building a whole brand. It's building a whole everything around it with ex-players, current players, the town, a bit of everything. So, uh, for me, I think that that's one thing I think with Yeovil, you know, I think that they can do more. And geographically, again, I know it's not easy, but again, I think that the club could, you know, could lean on former players a little bit more because yeah, I remember, I thought I remember playing for the club, you know, and when we were doing well, it, it was full, more or less every single week. Yeah. You know, them fans don't just disappear. You know, no, these fans no. don't just go anywhere. You know, no. 6,000 people don't just move <laughs> and don't get replaced, you know, so... Well, I think I think what with Martin coming in now has been a bit, bit of a breath of fresh air and um, yeah. and hopefully he'll he'll embrace it. There's a few things that he's done that has got the fans connected again yeah. and yeah. Um, then obviously like that next step that you're on about hopefully might come come in a, a, little, a little bit later, but... Um, so for me, like I say, it's just for them to know that as an ex-player, listen, I'd be more than happy to give up my time to help the club, you know, yeah. in like that. And I know for a fact there's tens and twenties and thirties of lads that have played for the club that would do the same. Well, you I think know, you, and, you proved uh, the point there, Kev, with um, Adam Stansfield's game. I mean, you know, yeah. every one of those players that you've got down there, and it was quite a few, more, more than sort of 12 or 11, wasn't it? It was, it was you had enough for two teams, yeah, I think. And that, has, that that kind of showed that the, the willingness to help the club is there all along. H, to be honest, I probably could have had 40, 50 players in the game. But mm. obviously, you know, we chose to do it for the lads who played with Stano. Yeah. But the big thing for me was that the mess that the club was in at the time, mm. we only had like two, two and a half thousand fans. Yeah. You know, I know that, you know, back in the day or when we played, you know, there'd be seven, eight, nine thousand people there. Yeah. You know, and... And I just think that that gap and that divide between the fans and the club at the time was was evident. And I just think that, you know, like yourself, myself, and even like Jacko was going to be on the call and stuff. You know, people like this who really appreciate and and, and even yourself, Thorby, you know, you spend a lot of time playing for Yeovil and, you know, living yeah. there and involved in the club. I'm sure, you know, I know, I know this, I probably know the answer already, but I'm sure you'd give up some time to help the club. And I know you do that anyway, but... Yeah, to come and get players and try and build something, I don't know what it might be. Listen, it might be something or nothing, but I think that trying to build the club back up again and you know 
do it again, you know, is doing it. And it shows what Wrexham are doing. You know, their, their, their owners, uh, they're involving current, all the current players in and around the community. You know, they're making sure that they know what they, you know, that the fans are there, that the fans are working all week and then spending all their money on traveling all around the world to watch them and all this. You know, for me, that's engaging with the fans. And once you get your current players and your ex-players engaging with the club and the fans, more people will come together. So, mm. I, listen, I'm not sure the owner will probably even listen to this, you know, podcast. And I, listen, I hope he might do. But no, he does because he comes but, on the podcast every month. So, yeah, um, I, and, I, and I'm sure he does. I've heard some really good things about him, and you know what he's done for the club is amazing since mm. he's come in. And I've heard so many different things. But you know, if that's something that he is thinking of doing, or you know, in the future, then I, I you know, he'll have the backing of a lot of of us former players. Don't yeah, worry. I'll, want, I'll point him to... in the right direction, Kev. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah we want to <laughs> do well again. Um, let's, let's just try and get back to this uh, 2003, though, because that was part of the whole idea behind this. Um, the second goal was Gavin Williams. Did you get any involvement with that, Kevin? Um, Say yes. I can't remember, <laughs> to be honest. Well, it was in the 45th minute, just before half-time. Just after half-time, I think it was. Listen, I can, only me- I can only remember scoring and doing a funny celebration because I played, I played with Shaw Rami Orby at Newcastle. And he was obviously playing for the first team of the time. And when Shaw scored all the time, he was always doing this celebration with his hand. Yeah. And I spoke to him before the game and I said to him, listen, if I score on the telly tonight, I'm going to do the same celebration. And I did it. And the boys gave me the most stick you'd ever believe. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me some stick. Right, yeah. They show that. Show yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, you're a great lad. But um, but no, I remember scoring and putting the putting the shirt over my head because yeah, yeah. Nick had just been born in America, and I had his name written on my shirt. But I put it over my head, and the camera wasn't even on me from the front. No, it was coming from behind. <laughs> the camera was. That's right. But but and then of course, fifty eight minutes. Um, Colin Pluck or Colin Miles uh, scored, yeah. make it three nil, and yeah. and uh, I mean that was a particularly sort of a, uh, what should I say, energetic uh, celebration of Plucky when he came flying on on the floor into the goal. I don't know if you can remember it. Well, that, uh, listen, that 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 was Cole, wasn't it? That was uh, that was that was Cole in, uh, in in every sense. He was. Um, Listen, I, I, Cole was Cole was my best mate. Cole was, you mm. know, he's, he's a great lad, and I think what Cole gave to the club, on and off, him and Skibbo playing centre half, you know, that was a tough. They, they were two players. They were two tough players to play against. So, uh, yeah, Cole's Cole scoring was always uh, was always a um, a good one, mate. To be honest, but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a good game to play, and it was like I say, it was it was a tough game. I always remember, you know, remember it because. I remember like Darren Ferguson playing, obviously playing for them as as the ten, and his delivery um, was unbelievable. And so he was always, you know, and they had some they had some big lads playing, so they were a real sort of danger um, from some pieces all the time. But I think that at the time we had so many we had so many good players playing for us as well um, that I think you know we cancelled them out, you know, in in more or less everything we did really. Well, the fourth goal was was set up by Darren Way, who you were talking about just now, and Jake Edwards made it four nil. I, yeah. I, I don't suppose Ben, you're in a position to comment really on it in 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 the context that, you know, it must have it must have surprised them a little bit, even though, um, you know, 
they were away, and and it was Yeovil's first uh, first season in Division Two. Do you think coming down, getting stuff four 0 at the time was, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise to them? Well, to to, to Wrexham, I mean. Yeah, yeah, to Wrexham, yeah. Probably, but I mean, like I say, back then, working class town, I don't think they would have ever took anything lightly. Sorry, I've got a visitor here. She's just coming with her elf hat on. <laughs> oh, hello. <Sorry>. Hello. <laughs> What's your name then? Felicity. Felicity. Oh, hello, Felicity. It's bedtime. <laughs> I like the headgear. Yeah, come on, then you go out and see if Mummy and Hugo. Yeah? Okay. Well, I come back up here. Yeah, okay. I'll see you in a minute. Bye. Say, say bye. <laughs> bye. Come on, Daddy, isn't it? Come on, then. Go see Mummy. And then, yeah, of course, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, with it, I don't think they would ever took it lightly. The way that the fans are, they would always give that kind of energy and you, you'd always want to give it back to the to the fans and never let them down. I mean, I don't think anyone ever goes into a game half-hearted, especially, I can't imagine a Wrexham team ever doing that. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it and it must have been a bit of a shock. Well, you did get a goal back anyway in the 87th minute, which is a bit late, I suppose, but um, somebody called Armstrong scores. Is he still with the club or not? No, I'm not sure. No, no, no. 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 But I mean, it, you know, it was it was a great result for for Yeovil, and obviously they're on Sky as well, which which uh, you know did nothing to. Uh, un, Wrexham, un... Wrexham, Wrexham had some good players. I mean, remember Carlos Edwards? You know, Wrexham, <coughs> yeah. Wrexham had some good players, and you know they sort of they were a tough team to to play against. Um, and I think that I just think it was one of them that. And I don't know if you thought, but you'll remember whenever we sort of played under the lights and we played at Yeovil, it was a full house. Yeah. You know, we always seemed to sort of pick ourselves up. We always seemed to sort of pick out like a good performance. And I think every time we ended up playing on the telly, we ended up sort of, you know, doing really well. Yeah. Um, then at the time, there was a real buzz around the club. And like you say, playing under the lights at Yeovil with the fans yeah. behind it. Late. When you when you when you put that 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 combination of Yeovil Town and FA Cup, it just seems to be something special. You feel like something special is going to happen, and um, and and you know, evidently, you know, pretty much most of the time back in your day, it generally did as well. And we had some good run. You had some good runs. Yeah. We had a couple of great runs back in the eighties, like you know, and uh, got through the you know the third round. And um, you know, they're, they're, they're it was always a big. It was always a big thing. The FA Cup was always a huge thing for Yeovil because I yeah. think because of the history of the club and yeah. being the sort of the giant killers and you know make you know making sort of the you know the waves in you know beating teams higher up and and stuff like that. I think back from you know the eighties and nineties when you know when that was happening, yeah. any game that we ended up playing in was always ended up being a huge game to be honest and. Uh, I remember going. I remember the Liverpool game, obviously at home when we played Liverpool. You know, even you know that. that I mean, that whole two weeks before the game, you know, the TV cameras, BBC, and everything, all all down there and everything. You know, that, that was, yeah, that was huge. And I, I don't think I've ever done so many interviews before a game, to be honest. And it was, you know, it's it's it was. Uh, well, it was, it was yeah. the same when Manchester United came down, and we were lucky enough to have them twice. 
within about three years. Hates, to be honest, and I think this might be the right game. And the lads, I always used to get really, really bad stick for one thing I did on Sky Sports. And I think it was after this game, to be honest, after we beat Wrexham. And I got an interview live on Sky, and they were asking me questions. And listen, I'm fine talking and stuff like that, but I don't know, when you put in front of a camera live on the telly, somebody asked me a question about, you know, do you hope that you're going to get a big club in the next round? And I and I and I just put, I hope so, no doubt, don't think so. And I don't know what came over my mind and what what it was. But I got a lot, I got a lot of stick from, uh, especially people like Darren Way. I got a lot of stick from him, Skibbo, uh, Paul Terry, Gav Williams, Jono. Um, I got a lot of stick from them lads, to be honest. About, and I think it was after this game, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, when do you, you know, survive, just, uh, Kev? No, tell me about it. Put a smile, don't it? It's all yeah, about with them, with them lot, mate. Yeah, it's battle, I'm sure. Survival. I'm sure you did give it as well. That's yeah, the absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Survival was at the time. No, it's, it's, just, it's just a fascinating toy, isn't it? Because uh, you know, for the little bit of history that's already there, you know, what's happening at the uh, Wrexham Football Club at, at the present moment, the revitalisation of, of Yeovil Town as well. I mean, it yeah, just big, up, yeah. you know. And I'm sure, look, listen, Wrexham are obviously, you know, big favourites of the game. But there's always that nagging little doubt. And, it's, and of course, it's being this, the FA Cup as well. It just brings it on to, to possibly a fantastic tie. Are you, listen, su- are you surprised? I think Wrexham, yeah, listen, I think Wrexham, listen, Wrexham are doing really well. They've got a good, and not so much of, you know, a, a good starting eleven. They've got a good squad of players. You know, yeah. you, look, you look through their whole squad. You know, and you know, you could pick any one of them players to play in the team. They've got, you know, they've got some really good players, mm. and you know what they're doing in the league and what they're doing, you know, as a club. Listen, they've got, they've got goal scorers for fun in that team, you know, which always helps. Ben, I'm sure that helps you, you know, from in your team, and you've got people that will stick the ball in the back of the net, you know, yeah. five times, five times out of six, and you know, I think that that helps a lot. But they've got a, a you know, a really good squad, and it'll be a really tough game. You know, for for Yorval and stuff. But again, like you say, FA Cup, Yorval. Yeah. You know, anything can happen on the day. You know, Ben, you've played against teams higher up than teams you've played for before, and you go into the game and you think you don't have any fear. You know, you think, well, it's Lemby eleven. You know, on the day, and anything can happen. I mean, the last two, the last two years. So last year we played Blythe Spartans away, who were yeah. conference north at the time. Uh, we came away one each, and yeah. then. Place so we were three and a half time, won the game three two, so it was it was still tight. And then also last year we played against um, Farnborough, yeah. which was yeah. one each at one point. Um, you know, it's just the FA Cup. The year before yeah. we played against yeah. Marine, um, we end up equalised in ninety fourth minute maybe to bring it back to our place to play in the replay. And yeah, it just shows you the FA Cup is there's some sort of magic about it, and that's why. I mean. For us as a team, and I know, I know for a fact, mentality-wise is so key, and that's why we probably have done so well. Is, is our mentality, and, and yeah, yeah we, we know that Yeovil until up until the weekend run a fantastic run, and um, it would never be easy. There's never going to be an easy game against Yeovil. They've got good players. They've got, they've got. I mean, last season they went down and we went up, but no game between us was was easy. And I'd say. Even though the club have gone down, they've probably improved the squad. Um, definitely up front, the two lads that I play with, Jay Carter and Frank Noble. Um, yeah, so, 
you know, it's never going to be easy. And like you say, the manager's a, a good manager. He hasn't playing good good football. And um, yeah, it's, it's there's never an easy game in the FA Cup. I don't know. No. No, do you think not. your Do you think your um, home crowd are going to make a, a, a big difference? I mean, because uh, what sort of gates you getting? Ten thousand odd, is it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be sold out on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, that's got to give your boys a bit of a lift, doesn't it? I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, it always does. It's kind of um, in a really, really good way. We kind of expect them to to pack the stadium out every week because we know the demand for tickets is just is there, and that goes back to the all the, the community stuff and, and everything, you know, you've got to, you've got to look after the community to, to have any sort of sustainability. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, team people were just itching to get tickets for, for every game. So, um, and the, the, the atmosphere is always fantastic. The atmosphere is always good at Wrexham, where, you know, where, wherever, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good club to be at. And, and like I say, it's, you know, for me, like I say, with your vote, you know, playing in the game, you know they'll enjoy playing in front of ten thousand players because yeah. they're not doing it at the minute. You know that that that's what they want. These that's what these players want. These players, you know, these players playing for Yeovil want it to be. You know, I'm sure they look around at the club and they see pictures of that club being full, that that stand being full. You know, I know there's pictures of the games when we played against Liverpool and that was packed, eleven, twelve thousand people there. You know, that's what these players want. So having that going direct going to Wrexham and playing in front of 10, 11, 12,000 people. That's what you want as a player. Were you at you know? the game last year, Adrian? Well, I mean, Sorry? Well, I said, was Adrian at the game last year when, sadly, we relegated the, we relegated Jova, but that was like three games till the end of the season, I think it was. Yeah. And we were really pushing to, to try and win the league at that point. And that wasn't easy. I mean, we kind of broke the deadlock and then we went and got another, but it's still, it wasn't, wasn't an easy uh- game. Up to that time, Yeovil had made a really good stand of themselves, didn't they, up to that uh, goal? And then, unfortunately, it just fell apart at the last little part, part of the hurdle, didn't it? But um, yeah. that was a fascinating game. And, uh, you know, Yeovil Town did make it real tough for you. But like I say, once you got the breakthrough, they, 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 it was almost like they felt doomed then, wasn't it? Like, but, um, the yeah. two quick goals... I think that happened a lot last season, Thorpe, with, yeah. with Yeovil. I think that they yeah. went and gone down and they... And this is not giving up is probably the wrong word, but the heads were down and... Things yeah. weren't going well off the pitch, and it sort of the results didn't go their way. And but I think this year, like I say, listen, I know they, you know, they, they got beat at the weekend, and that was the first first game in a in a long time. But you know these these boys are used to winning, you know, and and stuff. So they, you know, they're used to winning. So I'm sure they'll take that, and I'm sure Mark will will take that into the game, you know, against Wrexham because listen, I'm sure he, he, he definitely won't take Wrexham lightly because. You know, listen. It's the FA Cup. It's a chance to progressing into the next round, chance of progressing and getting another big team. You know, more money for the club, and you know, it's it's like I say, it's the same on 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 for both sides. And like I say, you know, no game is easy in the FA Cup. Whoever you end up playing against, and sometimes playing against lower league teams is sometimes harder than playing against the bigger teams. Sometimes, absolutely, and, uh, a lot of it can come down as well at home. The fans it, just can yeah. they can expect it to be. You know, full conclusion really, where everything goes to plan, but that's just not the way it is. So, this, you know, this is down to to us on the pitch to make sure that they're. Um, it goes hand in hand, really, isn't it? We've got to we've got to motivate them. They've got to motivate us, and that's just the way that big crowds work as well. What, was it Paul Mullen that got injured on tour when they played Man United? Was it 
Yes. Yeah. Is, is he back? He'll be fine. Don't worry. He'll be fine. <laughs> is, is, is he back yet, uh, Ben? Yeah, he's back. He's scored, I think he scored Attrick on the weekend. He scored Attrick on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there he's, you go. He's, 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 a, he's a good player, isn't he, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you know, we know what we're going to get with Moles. Yeah. Um, week in, week out, is is goals scored, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think Yeovil cool. are quite lucky in that they've got five strikers now, all battling for two places. And you know that certainly, I'm not suggesting that they, they don't play well all the time, but it, it, it's the you know the amount of competition there. I mean, Paul will agree, I'm sure, because you yeah, know, they've five, got, you got five yeah, players, yeah. they're all battling for the same positions. Um, that yeah. must make a difference. And it has done. I mean, you know, um, Rhys Murphy has, has scored, I don't know, seven or eight goals at least, hasn't he, Paul? Edge, I think when when things are going well as a team, and you've got everybody back in the right corner, and you've got people all fighting for the for the right cause, this nobody wants to sit on the bench, nobody wants to sit and stand. But if you know, if you're prepared to, you know, to give it your your all, whether you're playing or you're not playing. You know, and I think Yeovil's sort of getting back to that situation now, where they've they've got a group of players, you know, that want to work. And even Ben said it there when he played for Yeovil, they had a group of players that regrouped themselves, that were struggling to regroup themselves and bring that team spirit and that togetherness and stuff like that. And listen, it comes from the manager, but a lot of it for me, a lot of it comes from your captain. And Ben, I'm sure you have that responsibility of keeping your team together and keeping. The players in check on and off the field. Yeah, and that's a massive thing, you know. For I think your captain, you've got to rely on them. I remember playing, and obviously Skibbo was was my captain, and you know Skibbo. Listen, as much as he was a laugher and a joker, he, he was a wit. He was a, he was a winner, you know. And I think that once you have that, he had everybody together, you know. And if lads were going on nights out when they shouldn't have been, he he'd tell you, you know. And so. You know, it was you, you wanted to keep everybody together. So, and I'm, I'm like you say, Ben. I'm sure being the captain, I'm sure you have the responsibility of you know sort of making sure you, you know, doing everything on and off the field. Which listen, it's a big responsibility for you. But as a yeah, player, yeah. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's an honour really to, you know, to do that and see where Wrexham are going right now and leading that club really. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's a responsibility which. Like I said, day in day out, and you you kind of yeah. you take it, and you, you kind of, it, it almost feels like it weighs on your shoulders more, which I yeah. I enjoy, which you know it's um, yeah having that responsibility. Is, yeah. is it something that you know that there was a, a story broke this afternoon that uh, Somerset cricket captain Tom Abel has, has has resigned the captaincy, He's still going to carry on playing for Somerset. But, uh, you know, I, I would have thought that anybody that got the job of captain, whether it's a cricket team or county cricket team or a, a football club, that, you know, as you said, it's an honour, surely, isn't it? You, 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 you surprising, or does the pressure sometimes get too much? Yes, there is a lot of pressure that goes with it. You know, if, you, if you're if you honest with yourself, you 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 take the, the bulk of the pressure and and results, they, they hurt and they mean a lot. But when you're kind of captain and you're the one who's supposed to be like leading them, although everyone everyone should be the same and, and leading as well, but you feel that extra bit of responsibility. And, and like I say, day in, day out, driving the standards and everything. It's, it's yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot more that goes into it, Ben, than people say, yeah. isn't it? No, it's, 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 extra, it's an extra load of work. And I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean that negatively at all. I love it. You know, it's certain jobs and certain responsibilities, but like you say about the skill, they're keeping people in check, um, making sure no 
no one steps out of line in, in terms of not in a dictatorship way, but you know, like just making it sure is tough. you can't tell people what to do, can you? But now you have different personalities as well. Everyone's a different personality, you know. So you have to adhere to and cater for every to everyone really. So no, I just find, I, I find with football, you're you're almost the captains find themselves. It's that personality. It's that you know that willingness to sort of want everybody to do well. That leadership. That responsibility it's sort of captains i think they're it's like goalkeepers yeah. in the world you know they're in a row of their own and i think yeah, that yeah. to take that on itself is it, tough I, I remember every club you play for you know there's always one or two people that stand out as as that kind of person um i don't, I don't think fans actually know what goes behind the scenes when you're a captain as well like they see you going you know toss the coin up on the pitch and do your stuff on the saturday or on the tuesday night and the lights or that but there's a lot more to a captain, and it's, it's behind-the-scenes stuff that you do, either on the training pitch, motivational stuff when people are injured, you know, um, to like a little bit of disciplinary stuff where, like, saying, like, come on, supporting the guys when when they're feeling low as well, you know. So there's a lot more to being a captain than um, just sort of what you're doing on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, you know, I, I I relished it when I and I, and I found it quite an honour when I was asked. So um, it is it is certainly um, a, a larger job. And you'd have to be a certain type of character, I think, which comes with uh, experience as well, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what, Thorpe? Something's just struck me. I've been sat here watching you for the last hour, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, he reminds me of somebody. I can't think who he reminds me of. With what, the... Sean Connery or something like that? No, 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 not Sean Connery. Um, all you need <laughs> at the moment is a baseball, a, a black baseball hat. Yeah, and I think you could definitely get away with doing Wayne Rooney, mate. I'm telling uh -huh. you. Wayne Rooney? Oh, I, I, I reckon so with the beard and that. You know, that's the thing. I mean, your introduction tonight was enough, wasn't it? No. Oh, really What's wrong with your face? <laughs> well, you you, you've got to understand, face, Ben, that you know, we do these podcasts every week and he's on most of them. And you know we get, a, I get a lot of stick. I can tell you, an awful lot. So you know, when an opportunity throws itself, you've got to, you've got to jump in and do it. I'll, I'll give you a little rundown. I'm growing the growth because me and a friend who's coming down from London on Saturday, where I'm, I'm treating him to a, the old Turkish shave. So I'm actually growing this to have a really nice shave on Saturday. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, so should, I should look forward to seeing the, the new Paul Thorpe again then. Well, and obviously, as I'm rehabilitating after my knee replacement, I'm, I'm become a little bit lazy as well. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but I agree with you on that because I tend to get a bit lazy and not worry about shaving every day. So, so. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Well, look, gentlemen, I'm going to bring it to a halt. Um, first of all, Ben, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, I'm not exactly going to say best of luck on Saturday cause, or Sunday. You have to say best of luck. But I've got to say it because it's the diplomatic yeah. thing to do. But obviously I should be rooting for Yeovil. But um, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you again after, I don't know, how many years now. How, how long was it when you were at Yeovil? What, what year? Uh, I think that was 2016, was it? So, yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah, seven, eight years, isn't it? So that's a long time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. Kevin is is more of a, a regular visitor to our shores, as it were. Um, um, but thanks for coming on again, Kev. Appreciate your time. No worries at all. Any time, yeah. Mitch. You know that. Yeah, that's no, good. It's been enjoyable. And uh, Mr. Rooney, thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> 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 I appreciate that.
Good to see you, Absolute pleasure, all. Gawley, all the best. Lovely to see you, Ben. Lovely to speak to you. And uh, obviously, good luck on, on Sunday. But, uh, yeah. Take okay, care, everyone. The main thing is that it's a good game and it's, there's lots of goals. As long as we <laughs> score one more than you. <laughs> anyway, thanks, gentlemen. And uh, thanks to the listeners for listening. Thank you very much for joining us here on Three Valleys Radio. And, um, yeah, don't forget to keep joining us. Thanks very much for your time. Bye-bye. <laughs>